The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity, a roadshow Tuesday in front of the A6 District Boys Final, Omaha Central, and Pius X. We welcome in uh, a man who knows how to get to PBA in March, state tournament, uh, back when he was coaching Parkview Christian, and then it was on to the NBA, now SEC Associate Commissioner for Men's Basketball, Garth Glissman, at Garth Glissman on Twitter is where you can follow him. G-Unit to his teammates and his buddies. Garth, how are we doing? Thanks for taking time as we end February, man. How are you? Chris, uh, Elijah, thanks for having me. I was excited to join your show tonight, especially when I heard that you were broadcasting live from Pius. Um, you know, it would be a stretch to say that Pius was a rival of mine when I was at Waverly High School because we didn't beat him nearly enough uh, to, to call them a rival. Uh, but those were always big games for us. Pius actually ended my high school career uh, on a shot at the buzzer um, to win by two points. And it reminds me that this is a special time of year, uh, and state basketball is a special event in Nebraska. I was actually involved in high school basketball, Chris, in the state of Nebraska for 11 seasons, uh, three years as a, as a high school player at Waverly, and then eight seasons as a head coach. It wasn't until my 11th and final year that I finally made the state tournament uh, when uh, my Parkview Christian team made the semis. And I will tell you that uh, I've been fortunate in my life to have a lot of really memorable experiences in sports, uh, both college and pro. But my memories of that one time uh, out of 11 years in the state tournament are among the most special to me. And so my message, um, to the players and coaches on both the girls and boys side is that state basketball in Nebraska is a special event. Enjoy it. And for all the kids who uh, are heartbroken about not making it, trust me, I've been there. Use it as fuel uh, for the rest of your life. Um, failure is often the best motivator. And um, that was the approach that I took as a high school player. So special time of year, Schmitty, I, I omitted from that uh, opening that you and I broadcast a number of state tournaments for the years, both boys and girls. And, uh, you know, you were the play-by-play guy. And after doing like four or five games in a day on championship Saturday, your voice on occasion would get pretty, pretty hoarse. Uh, <laughs> those were good memories. Uh, and that was back when the state championship games were played at the Devaney Center. Mm. Uh, so I, have, I have so many good memories of state basketball, even as a kid watching the games on TV. And, and what that does to inspire young Nebraskans, boys and girls, um, to dream big, to work hard, to aspire to be a part of something bigger than, them, than themselves. Uh, it's, it's a great time of year. Garth Glissman's with us uh, on Hale Varsity Radio, SEC Associate Commissioner for Men's Basketball, talking about uh, state basketball. Girls, state tips off tomorrow will be at PBA boys state basketball and locally kfor coverage uh for uh, all the lincoln area teams so excited about that and 
Garth, you sent out a tweet over the weekend, and you're a proud Nebraskan. You, you laid out your high school career. You played co- college football for Nebraska. You played college basketball for Nebraska. But uh, you're, a, you're a guy that, that played at that Division One level in, in the Big 12. There's a, there's a, a littering of, of Nebraska kids around college basketball with, with, of course, Baylor at Creighton and Hunter Salas uh, now at Wake, killing it there. Latrell from, uh, from Latrell White, right, Cell from, from Central's, just Alabama's right there uh, with uh, a high seed projection. Chucky Hepburn's phenomenal. St. Thomas, I mean, go down the list, some of the who's who's making big waves on the college scene this year. Well, you're right. Um, you know, I don't have the big uh, X formerly Twitter following that you do, Schmitty. I don't either. And it's so okay. <laughs> about a week ago, when I posted on X about all the high school uh, graduates from Nebraska excelling in Division One college basketball, uh, the tweet, at least by my standards, went viral. Thousand <laughs> views. All right, not not a big deal in your world, but and what. What really? Well, I just the million uh, million view man, not me. Well, only, what, only became, once. what became clear to me was that Nebraskans are are proud of the young people that started their career in the state at Nebraska high schools and are now excelling at the Division One level. And there were about twenty players on my list, and I only included players who were actually having uh, exemplary years statistically. So, not included on that list are scholarship guys who are early in their career, who are perhaps role players right now, and who are going to develop and impact players down the road. And in fact, I was getting corrections in real time from people that were notifying me that I had omitted a few players uh, from the list. Now, there was some reasonable debate because I intended it only to be about graduates, and there were some kids that spent some time at Nebraska high schools that didn't graduate here. but the point is, the list is so long that even in good faith, I couldn't get it all right. There were some kids that I inadvertently left out. And you mentioned the headliners, uh, Hunter and, and uh, Hunter Salas at Wake Forest. And Hunter's actually even had his best game since I sent that post. Was a was a key player in Wake Forest's victory over Duke. Baylor Shireman uh, having a historic year at Creighton. And you hit um, most of the key statistics, Chris. But one thing I want to add, because this is truly historic, both Hunter and Baylor currently projected to be selected in the 2024 NBA draft. As, as far as I know, you perhaps, to my knowledge, not in the modern NBA draft era, the two-round draft era, has that ever occurred where two Nebraska high school graduates were taken in the same draft. Now, I could be corrected, you know, if Stu Pospisil is out there listening, he, he may have better information on that than me uh, or other sports historians. But when you think about two young men who played high school basketball in the state of Nebraska being selected in the, in the same NBA draft, it speaks to what is uh, undeniably uh, a rising tide as it relates to the, the not only the quality of basketball that's being played in our state, but also uh, the respect that our state is earning among coaches across the country. Well, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, who from the state of Nebraska in the recent past has even been drafted into the NBA? So Justin Patton was a first-round yep. draft pick. From Creighton, and yeah. Tyree Thomas was a second-round draft pick. 
Okay. Uh, and, and both of those guys are obviously proud uh, Omaha public school graduates. Justin graduated from Omaha North and Kyrie graduated from Omaha Benson. Um, but you, you raise a good question, Elijah. I mean, there's just not a track record of Nebraska high school graduates being drafted in the NBA. And it speaks to just what a historic period we're in where so many Nebraska high school graduates are excelling at the highest levels of Division One. And what really got me uh, focused on this topic is when I took my job with the SEC in August, uh, I started studying the teams in our conference, and I quickly realized that we have two Nebraskans in the SEC. Uh, Latrell Reitzel is a starter for Alabama. Alabama's a top 25 team, uh, actually the leading uh lead the country in scoring. They play a very exciting brand of basketball. And then John Tanji, who was the best player at Colorado State last year, is a scholarship player at Missouri this year. Unfortunately, uh, John was struggling with injuries early in the season and has missed virtually the entire season because of injuries. He'll likely get that year back and have another year of college basketball. But we have two, not only two Nebraskans, two Omaha Central grads playing in the SEC. And because you've given me the opening, now I got to tell you that in my view, the SEC is the best conference in college basketball. Ah, there it is. <laughs> there we go. Tell your listeners are, you know, squarely in Big Ten country, but listen to these statistics. SEC leads the country with six teams in the latest version of the AP Top 25 poll, lead the country with 10 teams having been ranked at some point in the season and lead the country with three teams in the top 10 of the NCAA's net rankings, those three teams being Tennessee, Alabama, and Auburn. They have had, uh, they being the SEC's, had an incredible season this year. Uh, You have seven projected right now to the tournament. Nine total could get in when we talk about two bubble squads. Garth, I want to get your take as a Nebraska basketball alum. You've kept an eye on the big red fred has got 20 wins and uh, nebraska is as hot as it gets in the big 10 they've really come together still some work to do to help nebraska basketball fans not sweat on selection sunday i want to get your quick take on on what you've observed from afar on nebraska well you know i grew up 15 minutes from the bob devaney sports center on a small farm uh grew up going to games and camps at the bob devaney sports center and um you know, I'm in, I'm in the SEC right now, but obviously I watch what's happening in Nebraska because I know what that does for young people, right? When, when a young Nebraskan is seeing, uh, whether it's the men's team or the women's team or the football team at the University of Nebraska, and the same goes in states across the country, you know, that, that just sends a powerful signal about what can be accomplished coming from, you know, where you're from. And so... The University of Nebraska as a young person inspired me that if I worked hard, I could be part of something special, accomplish something meaningful in life. And so I root for Nebraska for that reason, because I know there's young kids in Nebraska that are, you know, going through those same feelings that I had as a kid back in the 90s when they really had it going for basketball. And it had been a, you know, it had been a tough stretch for for about 20 years outside of, of a brief period under Tim Miles. There hadn't been a lot for Nebraska basketball to root for. So I'm really happy for the program, really happy for all the people who care about the program. And, and Schmitty, uh, in the biblical spirit of teaching people how to fish, 
uh, I want to direct your loyal listeners to two uh, valuable resources uh, for college basketball fans. So if you're following any team that, that maybe they're on the bubble and you want to know how their chances are approaching Selection Sunday, you need to be familiar with the NCAA's net rankings. Mm-hmm. Those are the metrics that the selection committee uses primarily, not exclusively, but primarily to group teams. You can't take, I mean, it's not, they're not going to just follow them in order, but they're a quantitative metric that have a lot of value to the committee. Those rankings are available to the general public at stats.ncaa.org. Again, net rankings available at stats.ncaa.org. Those rankings update daily. And we talked the last time I was on your show about playing one team on the road has a different meaning for purposes of the net than playing that same team at home. So there's a lot of nuance to the data, and I would encourage uh, your listeners who are particularly enthusiastic about college basketball to familiarize themselves with the net ratings on the NCAA's website. The other resource that I find incredibly valuable uh, is the website kenpom.com. That's K-E-N-P-O-M.com, kenpom.com. Uh, I'm not getting any kickback from this. Uh, a 12-month subscription to Ken Palm costs $21.95. And if, if you care about college basketball and you want to know what type of quantitative metrics the committee will be looking at when making its decision leading up to an on-selected Sunday, familiarize yourself with the NCAA's net rankings and Ken Palm, and you'll be much more informed going into Selection Sunday. Garth, about 90 seconds, not near long enough, but... Always love having you on, Garth Glissman, with us. Court storming. Your dear friend mm. B- Jay Billis has weighed in. Uh, Alabama's AD has also weighed in. You've seen it. You've been a part of it. What do you think? <laughs> I've actually been uh, – I was on Nebraska football teams where we had the, the field rushed on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri game in particular in 2003. They hadn't beaten us for a long time. Um, and – there were actually some unfortunate incidents that happened uh, that night. I, I will say in the SEC, we take this very seriously. The SEC among all conferences has the most stringent court storming policy. First offense, 100 grand. Second hmm. offense, $250,000. Third offense, $500,000. Importantly, Chris, you'll get a kick out of this because I know your sense of humor. That money doesn't go to the conference office. That money goes to the visiting team so if you lose the game and they and they storm the court, we're going to send you a good chunk of money for your trouble. Pay for the pain. <laughs> no, it's 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 interesting now if you think about. I mean, and it's not a problem in the the Big Ten of the SEC. But if a school needs hundred grand, two hundred and fifty grand, get upset at get yeah. a, get upset on the road, get some money rolling into the pockets. I know sure. that that would never happen in the Big Ten of the SEC, but. Be a fun movie or something. Well, it, I I just think look, um, you've had coaches complain, you, you've had athletic directors complain. It and and football to me, and I know you've had a, an injury here uh, with a premier program player, and that that's awful. But football is to me where it gets nasty, where it's been nasty uh, compared well, to basketball. The players, yeah, the players are in pads that can. You know, the, well, there's been there's been more in-your-face moments historically with, with football storming. Well, well it, t- it takes longer to get a football team off the field as yeah. well. 
it's a health and safety issue. Um, I will say I have a bit of a unique perspective having just spent seven and a half years in pro sports. The, the secret sauce of college athletics is the special bond between a school and its team mm-hmm. and that community and its student body. That's the unique value proposition in college athletics. And that's what makes it so different than pro sports. And so you, you wanna be able to preserve that special bond uh, while preserving the health and safety of student athletes. Garth, we love you. Appreciate you jumping on with us, bud. Elijah, Chris, thanks for having me. Have a good night.